Hello, you. Yes, you. Let's talk. Thank you for being here. I am coming to you once again from gorgeous Bali, but today's episode is actually not from Bali. It was an episode that I recorded back in February 2022, and in this episode, I asked a dear friend of mine, Dusk Liney, to interview me, and we were chatting about, we kind of started with the theme of leadership. You might know Dusk. She's on Instagram with her business as The Listening Mama. You might also know her as The Listening Way. And Dusk hosts beautiful listening circles. She is an amazing listener. She is an amazing holder of space. And she's also a really dear friend of mine. I've known Dusk for many years. First met her because she was dating my housemate at the time, who has now become her husband. And we have been through a lot. We have shared history in some ways, in lots of ways, uh, in that we both were part of Christian circles, part of church, and have kind of moved out and through and beyond that in our different ways. And I referenced that in our chat in this episode. Uh, also, a little surprise happens in this episode. Abdo just pops up in the background on the balcony. So if you're watching the video, you'll get to enjoy his little cameo appearance as well. When I asked Dusk to interview me, she was very happy to do so, and she also asked if she could do it in the format of a listening circle, which is the format that she does so much of her work in. And so I was up for that. So it's a bit of a different kind of interview. The circle is just the two of us, but it's a little bit more spacious and it's quite an embodied experience. It's almost kind of like you'll you'll be watching in on almost like a counselling session for me. There are moments where she asks me to check in with what's going on in my body and to share about that. And one point I stand up. And so, yeah, a little bit of a different approach and different insight. I really hope that you enjoy it and that you find it helpful. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Well, I want to start by acknowledging that we are on Wurundjeri Woiwurrung land and acknowledge elders past and present and emerging and that this way of gathering together and listening deeply has been happening on this land for tens of thousands of years and continues to today. Yeah. So, Annie, thank you so much for letting me hold the space for us to be present to more of your story. Thank you. Thanks for being here and giving your time for this. I feel really honoured. Well, I would love to start with the part of you that we give the language leader to, and I'd love to hear about your relationship with that word, leader. It's something that is a really familiar word and concept for me. I had a sense even as a teenager that leadership was something that was in my life, (laughs) would be in my life. I think it was something that even as quite a young teenager, I had teachers and people sort of tell me, oh, you're a natural leader. And so I sort of feel like I heard that. And then later in my teenage years, I remember kind of 
actually being like, I think that one way or another leadership will be part of, of how I live and what I do. And, um, and I can't remember if I've shared this on, on the podcast before, but I do remember at that time thinking, okay, well, who, who's around? Like, who can I model myself off? Who are my role models in this space? And I remember not really feeling like there was anyone, mm. particularly women or specifically women. And I remember also really clearly having the kind of thought process of like they're, they're not there, oh, well, I guess I'll have to be one. Like mm. I'll just I'll have to hopefully be an example that one day some other young woman might look and go, oh, there's one example at least. So yeah. it's sort of something that I've had this kind of sense of for quite a long time with different sort of iterations of how that's shown up for me. And I think in some ways, probably because it was affirmed in me quite young, that it was this natural thing. I haven't really felt too much like, oh, I need to seek positions of leadership or I have to demonstrate leadership or whatever. I've kind of had a, a, a sort of trust, I guess, that it will, it'll just kind of find its way through in my life if, if it is something that is meant to be part of what I do and how I live. And there have also been some times over the years where I've had more of a sense of like, I don't really want to be that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been that there have been times when I think when I've just felt like I just want a break mm. and um, there are, have been times when I've felt like I don't want to be responsible right now and times when it's probably shown up at some times of just like I'd like someone else to look after me for Mm. once and um yeah but they are mostly like kind of little moments that have kind of shown up at particular times in in my life in my story and usually they're just an indicator that I need better balance or need to take some some rest and I do feel like over time I've I have gotten by and large better at that balance. Yeah. So if you just took a moment now just to close your eyes and take a breath and think about how you feel as a leader today or this week, where are you at in that rotation of, of feelings and experiences in relationship to your sense as a leader? At the moment, I don't feel like I need a break. I'm yeah. not up for this. I feel quite settled at the moment. But it also, it does feel at the moment like it's been quite a time <laughs> the last little while of yes. and leading Eve particularly. And so I feel, you know, in yoga, in the yoga sutras, they talk about stira and sukha being like strength and structure kind of, and then softness and ease. And I, mm. and finding that basically a yoga pose is to have both of those. And I feel that kind of in myself. I feel there's some sort of strength that I have gained through the challenges of the last couple of years. Not so much like I've flexed my muscles and my muscles feel strong, but almost just like in my bones kind of like Mm. it's really 
kind of just has strengthened me. And also I feel soft and raw to some extent, vulnerable, both of those at once. And I feel like we've seen a lot of that strength. Can you tell us more about the vulnerability, the softness? Hmm. Well, what comes to mind right now is where it's been times of being potentially misunderstood Mm. and um, in the volatility of the most like of the last four months or so with even the, the stuff around vaccinations and not vaccination and what's a business meant to do in terms of mandates and all of that kind of thing mm. um there was sort of no way through that with everybody feeling happy and good mm. <laughs> it was going to be one way or another it, you know it's just been a, a hard time and it's probably highlighted for me that a lot of the time in leadership roles that I've been in, that's rarely really challenged. Like I've kind of had this idea of I know not everybody is going to like me, not everybody's going to respect me maybe or agree with me It's probably more the point. But that sort of has felt more theoretical than (laughs) lately it's felt more like a very real thing that there are people who will be affected by decisions that I am making and not necessarily in a a way that's going to feel good for them and that relationships will be affected. And that's been been really hard, but it has also been, (laughs) I want to go, I don't know if it's just because you and me dusk our history (laughs) in church. I'm like, it's been like the refining fire. (laughs) (laughs) which I think you and I would get and maybe not everybody will get. But, yeah, it's felt refining. Like it's felt like kind of just it's sort of had to just get really real about what, you know. Yeah, so let's stay with that image but but give it, like make it your own. Mm -hmm. So sit with that idea of this time of leadership being a refining fire for you. What's in the fire? What's been in the fire? What is it that's been refined? Mm. I think it has been kind of really coming face to face with the possibility of people disagreeing or not appreciating or, you know, being on the same page um, and possibly even hurting people and still having like not like opting out not being an option and Mm. not one that I would want to necessarily take either, but to kind of have to and choose to be in it, really dig deep to do the best that I can Mm. and to make the best choices that I can because I know that there will be people who will have different opinions and who won't like what I do and so it's like even more kind of important for me like in terms of my own integrity and being able to stand by my decisions difficult though they may be and painful though they may be it's not Mm. like they've all been like yes I decided this and I'm like you know super pumped about it like some of them have been really heartbreaking choices that I've had to make but I've it's like 
I haven't been able to or wanted to do any of it kind of on a surface level because it's like mm. actually I, I need to stand by this to an extent and I and there will be consequences for these decisions and nobody else in in some ways nobody else is responsible for these this decision that I'm making and so yeah I mean I think it's something that already is is important to me it's part of how I work like integrity matters to me and I do want to kind of give myself time and space to tune in and to make the best decisions that I can and to to lead in a way the best way that I can moment by moment but yeah it sort of just felt almost like that amplified in yeah. this time mm. yeah and as we talk your arms are so expressive <laughs> and you keep kind of drawing down and up like this digging motion mm-hmm you named before that it hasn't been surface for you, but you've really had to to draw deep. Mm. What's that been like to really come into that deeper place within yourself as a leader? It's partly has just had to involve compassion for myself, certainly compassion for others, but I guess just kind of a going, you're doing the best that you can and like as much as there's the diligence and the commitment to that, like to keep, like you've got to keep showing up and doing the best that you can, there's also got to be this kind of the best you can is enough and yeah. you're enough, it's okay, and to to somewhat rest in that, that's been a big part of it. And that yeah. is a real gift from this time because, I, I mean, I certainly over the years have had times of having to do that where I feel like, especially times where I feel like oh, I've, you know, not handled that particularly well or whatever, different situations like that, I've had to get through that with compassion for myself. But it's almost been kind of just the slowness of this time lately that's just meant that that has had to just be like a constant practice dig deep do your best be compassionate for yourself while you're doing it like and that it's yeah. sort of all going hand in hand which I think is why that idea of the the strength and softness kind of really being there at the same time is is what came to to mind for me yeah yeah mm. Mm, it's a beautiful it's got a beautiful feel to it, that strength and softness together. Mm. Yeah. Is mm. there a, a particular yoga pose that kind of captures how you feel at the moment in your sense mm. of leadership? I think I'm going to go with Tadasana, which is mountain pose, which is basically just standing, feet firmly planted on the ground, heart open, palms of the hands slightly open forwards, long spine, but nothing tense about it. There's there's an Mm. ease about it but also a deliberateness about it. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind like taking a moment just like doing the pose Mm. and just sitting with the last four months? Mm-hmm. and seeing what stirs for you and come back and share that. Okay. 
So I'm just jumping in here to let you know that at this point, I stood up in my room and I did the pose Tadasana. It's also known as mountain pose and it's just as I described. And I stood here in stillness and dusk just watched me as I felt into my embodied experience in that moment. How did it feel to be in that pose? It felt lovely. I felt the little bits of slight tension in my face, mostly from just talking and smiling, but just kind of get a break, like just dissolve away a little bit. I felt really aware of the thing, which is one of the things I love about this pose, but about our bodies also. Just the kind of um, natural inclination to balance ourselves Mm. where like in that pose just standing it's not actually just still there's a little bit of like rocking slightly forward and not with effort but just a natural kind of then balance to come back so you don't go all the way forward and fall over and then your body doesn't let you go too far back before just kind of rocking you back to center again and a little bit side to side and all of that and yeah it's something I really love I love seeing that in students also when I teach yoga that it's like this um yeah just this this natural thing that we have that's inbuilt within us that kind of seeks balance and that even when (laughs) okay just jumping in again to let you know that at this point (laughs) Dusk and I start giggling because Abdo has made his way out onto the balcony which you can see in the video behind me because we were recording on zoom and so (laughs) just out of the darkness we spy Abdo doing his thing hanging out some laundry on on the balcony so we had a bit of a giggle at that one Oh gosh! Oh, but even this conversation has is, has been an example of that. We've exactly. had had so many interruptions, and mm-hmm. I often feel like when I hold circles that they're a little microcosm of people's lives, mm-hmm. and so it gives me such a little uh, yeah snapshot of your life. Mm. You know, just your your love for what you do. You know, the moments of of tiredness and rest and then being in the zone and then being pulled in a different direction. Yeah. 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 This is it, isn't it? Mm. But yes. So yeah, I was gonna say the thing that I really like is there that there is that kind of self-regulating almost, but also like even in sometimes like we really do almost fall or we do fall Mm. from a pose. And even then like a a foot will step out to catch or we'll put our arm out like there's a reflex that that will do that and so yeah you know and sometimes it is it feels like life is kind of like just little off course or little I don't know if we'd even say it's off course little meanders in our life and then other times where it does feel like whoa that was like a real crash or that was a real major detour or something but that we have everything that we need to kind of to handle those things and it's all Mm. part of it yeah I really I love that idea yeah and that sense of trust that you have that even if you're about to fall a foot will will step out and catch you Mm. it's always 
been such a striking thing I've known of you that just that trust mm. like how has that shown up for you in this season of leadership you know I think it's a lot about me knowing that actually like you know in the best possible way I'm not that important mm. <laughs> like I'm not essential in another way I'm deeply valuable and you know bring a unique and precious contribution I think anyone who's listened to my podcast knows I believe that about all of us but yeah but there's also something about just kind of going you know what like it doesn't all hang on me and Mm. um and it's probably also from the experience of 10, 12, however many years ago, where it did feel like probably the biggest kind of fall out of my life that has turned out to have been in so many ways the beginning of so many new beautiful things mm. and um, new sense of who I am and of freedom in my life and empathy for others, like so many beautiful things have come mm. out of that. And so I guess there's some kind of trust that even that, even the thing that feels like the worst thing can be okay. And I mean, even as I say that, like I'm conscious that, I mean, even the image of like, oh, your foot will just step out for you. Like that's kind of an, it's like an ableist (laughs) um, Mm. way of viewing things. There are people who their foot won't step out and catch them. And there are, there are people who, it may feel a whole lot bigger than what I've experienced. And so I certainly don't, I don't want to minimise even my own experience, let alone anybody else's. But I think that that has been, yeah, really precious learning for me on a really deep level Mm. that good things and just not even that good things come out of the hard things, but just that hard things are part of life and it's, and it's okay. Yeah. Mm. As you name that, that hard things are part of life and it's okay, where do you feel that in your body? feel it here in my solar plexus. Mm. Yeah, sort of right in my centre. Yeah. So you feel it right in your centre. Mm. How does that flow into the way you lead? I think... It flows into the way I lead in that I am okay to make mistakes and I'm okay to admit that I have made mistakes. I generally don't feel like I need to hide my mistakes from like my team or anything like that. And even if I have a a tiny bit of me that feels like I need to hide it, there's like an overriding part that's like, no, don't hide that, mm. <laughs> like share it because it's it's important for me yeah. that I'm never promising perfection and also that I'm modelling that for my team. So, yeah, like I definitely know that there are times when I almost sort of feel like, oh, gosh, like that's embarrassing to show that I messed up that thing. But at the same time it feels like, a unique type of opportunity to really demonstrate that that mistakes are all part of it, like that that's and yeah. um, 
and that there's a there's no shame around mm. that there doesn't I, yeah I feel like that's probably the biggest thing where that shows up and what you just named that freedom from perfection it's huge mm. and it's so counter to what I've how I've been formed to understand leadership mm. so how how do the two sit alongside each other for you like perfectionism and leadership or yeah. lack, of, <laughs> lack of perfectionism yeah <laughs> well I think that this is where it comes like I'm, I'm the same as you in that I have been absolutely kind of fed the idea of you go higher up by being better kind of and mm. so and if leadership is considered to be at the top uh which that is something probably for us you know that we could talk about as a, as a whole other thing <laughs> but yes it's sort of almost like you you have to either be better or hide your imperfections if mm. you're going to um to be a leader and i think that that's part of a whole shift in thinking around leadership that's needed like mm. I just don't think that that has has served us I yeah. think like even just to think about some of our political leaders and like I think I saw a thing just last week or sometime recently where I don't know if it was Scott Morrison or somebody had started this thing about Grace Tame that she had smoked weed when she was a teenager or something mm. <laughs> like just trying to get that off the ground of like okay let's let's bring her down and like I think that to anybody with any just wholeness as a, a human it would just be like that just doesn't matter like it's just yeah. the most unimportant thing about her yeah. um and certainly not kind of something that means that, oh, okay, she's not fit to speak on the important issues that she's speaking on, like that somehow to derail her. Mm. But I think that that's the tactic and that's the approach of this kind of patriarchal linear style leadership where it's just like you, know, you chop people down by pointing out their supposed imperfections. And, mm. and I just think... In reality, most of us, when we just sit in our humanity, it's the imperfection in a leader that actually endears them to us and helps us to often to actually respect them. Mm. Of course, there needs to be a sense of like responsibility and that they're doing their best um, and that they're, you know, doing doing well in general. Like you don't want to feel like they're completely <laughs> incompetent. But I think that, yeah, there, there just needs to be room for some openness about whether it's our mistakes, our failures or our perceived failures, our perceived mistakes, our perceived flaws, all of that. Like I just think it's, it's like we just sort of need to take the, um, the heat out of it, like take the drama mm. out of it so that we can talk about them and them not be that not be a um, thing that might disqualify us from being able to lead or, or having yeah. the right to, to lead in any way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like I've shared that at different times with people on my team, people where I can see that they're holding themselves to just such a high account and giving themselves such a hard time when they're not meeting it. And, 
Mm. Yeah, where I say to people, like, just don't promise perfection, like don't, like to anyone or to yourself because it's it's just, it's like unnecessary and it really doesn't do much good. I don't yes. see the benefit in holding ourselves to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can feel your fire and your heart <laughs> for a different kind of leadership. Mm. And so yeah. I want to bring you back into that part of your body here mm-hmm. where you where you feel that soft strength, mm-hmm. that softness and that strength. And just ask you to just sit with your heart for leadership for others of what you want to see leadership in in the patch where you live in this beautiful land we live on what does it stir for you I found myself as I felt into that it's almost similar to the same the pose the Tadasana Mm. mountain pose that feeling of like grounded feet like feet on the ground which for me has a sense of earth connection as well. Like it's it's a steadiness and kind of a sureness in some ways, but it's also like this sort of realising that, yeah, we're supported and, the mm. you know, the reciprocity of relationship to earth as well, like that being held. I think that that's something that we could benefit so much from. And then as I, as I felt into that and thought of that for some reason, just something popped into my mind, um, which was years ago I remember hearing this woman speak and I don't even know her name and I think it was actually about relationships and handling conflict but she was like, she said, you know, when it all gets hard, like I just sit back into my vagina. <laughs> And she's like teaching you people, you just need to sit back into your vagina. And basically I think, well, I can't be sure exactly what she meant by that, but what I'm currently (laughs) taking from that is, yeah, just this sense of rather than it always having to be like a driving forward and a standing up and a, a pushing forward and upwards, there being this sense of actually kind of no, like, sit back and bring attention downward and mm. um and also like I guess as well as a cis woman like that that area <laughs> vagina but even like womb space like belly all of it, it yeah. it's an area of of power and creativity and just kind mm. of like home um yeah so I do think there's something about that sense of kind of just giving ourselves the chance to sit back. Like I love, uh, you know, I think there's so much goodness in the idea of lean in for for women. And I also think that there's something really powerful for us to experience in the kind of leaning back, like just sitting back into ourselves rather than Mm. always feeling this pressure to kind of insert ourselves into things like, yeah. Oh, this has been such a beautiful conversation just to really hear, yeah, those deep layers around your leadership, your experience and your heart. Mm. And so maybe as a way to close, 
we can both just sit back into our vaginas. <laughs> and then I'd love to just hear, yeah, just the when whatever comes from that space, the last thing that you want to share for today. This is probably because it's you that I'm here with, but I just feel connected with how beautiful and vital as in kind of like life-giving it is to have friends who know you Mm. and friends that, you know, that know you not just as leader but, I mean, that see you and can appreciate your you in that role and what that takes and, you know, all of that, but also that are um, just your friend and that you, friends that you don't need to lead them. Mm. Um, yeah, like you, Dusk, are one of those friends to me that means so much, which is is partly just the, yeah, that there are times when I feel like you will hold space for me on a really deep and beautiful connected level but also just that we can just talk crap and be silly and like that I can, um, yeah, just kind of let loose in it in a way, not that I'm kind of throwing away who I am when I'm leader. Mm. It's not like two different people, but it's just really beautiful to have dear friends who, um, yeah, just kind of see see all and where it feels yeah. like even if the leadership went away, that the friend those friendships are still there. Because um, yes. I think that that is one aspect of of leadership it, that I have experienced my whole kind of most of my life. I reckon mm. the um, I wouldn't quite call it loneliness of it, but the aloneness of it. That yeah. when you're leading a team or in a position of leadership, there is a certain aloneness about that, and that's that's part of it. And and it's also it's not a, entirely something that I don't like. There's something I quite enjoy about that. Um, but yeah, to have that other part or some part in your life where there's just community and connection that's that's separate to your role as leader, I think is really yeah. valuable, something I really appreciate. That's mm, beautiful. Yeah. And so Annie, I honor you as friend, and I honor you as leader. And I just, yeah, really acknowledge the parts of you that lead the parts of you that are led and held and just how you express that in every different space that you find yourself in. Yeah, it's all it's all just so beautiful. It's been lovely to glimpse more into that tonight. Mm, thanks so much, Dusk. So lovely to mm. share with you in this way. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I am already looking forward to bringing Dusk back onto the podcast and with our roles reversed. So I will be interviewing her. I'm sure that you could tell from from this chat uh, what a beautiful soul she is and what a wise woman. And she's also a bit kind of hilarious, but, you know, 
maybe we'll see if we can bring that out in uh, in a future episode. So, yeah, very much looking forward to bringing her back onto the podcast in the not-too-distant future. But in the meantime, you can find her on Instagram at The Listening Mama and you can see some of the beautiful work that she does and maybe she could serve you through her services and hosting of listening circles. I know lots and lots of women have really, really benefited so much from her work in that way. So, Thank you very much for listening and if you think that somebody that you know would enjoy this episode or any of my episodes, I would really love you to pass it along and to spread the word about Yes You. Lots of love to you. I'll talk to you soon.